You're listening to Agency Highway. This is a podcast for agencies that want to grow their business and work less. Agency Highway is sponsored by Content Snare, a platform that helps digital agencies gather content from clients without digging through a storm of emails, huge attachments, and messy Google Docs. Sign up at contentsnare.com and use the chat widget to say you heard about Content Snare on Agency Highway, and you'll get a 30-day trial instead of the typical 14. Now, here's this week's episode. Hello and welcome back to Agency Highway. This is number 65 and we have a super exciting topic today of uh, privacy policies and legal stuff. We're speaking with Hans and Donata Skilrud from Termageddon. Guys, thank you for joining me. Absolutely. We're pumped. Data privacy, the most exciting topic. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, lovely. I... Um, it was such a small world. Like you guys contacted me about doing this chat. Um, I don't know, maybe a month ago now, and and then we just happened to run into each other at the same conference in Orlando like two <laughs> weeks ago, and that was awesome. We certainly nice. had a good time. That's for sure. Yeah, anytime a conference takes you to Disney World as a business expense, like we're going. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm already trying to work out how I can go back next year. I um, I think I even released a podcast episode about why I go to conferences and how they're so awesome and that everyone should go to them more often. Um, and that conference was just absolutely awesome. If you are listening to this and you're interested in finding out more, uh, Google the Recurring Revenue Retreat. I think it's RR Retreat. So three R's in a row. <laughs> Dot com. I want to say I should know this, but um, yeah, there'll be. Some, oh, sorry, RR Retreat. Live. Um, I am so sorry. Also, our dogs are going absolutely insane right now. So all that. It's uh, WrestleMania five thousand. Yeah, they just went nuts. Of course, right when Um, we start recording. Of course, of course. Um, Thankfully, uh, the post-processing normally uh, pulls all that out, but um, we'll see how we go. I think I've had a fair bit of feedback that people like the uh, non-professionalism of this podcast. So, yeah. We can can bring that. Yeah, we got that in spades. (laughs) Awesome. So, yeah, get that out of the way before we go fully professional and talk about, uh, yeah, data privacy. So, guys, introduce yourself because I'm not going to do it because I'll butcher it. Uh, yeah, who are you guys and what do you do? Awesome. Uh, should I start? Sure. Awesome. Um, so my name is Hans. I'm one of the co-founders of Termageddon. Termageddon is a privacy policy generator that automatically updates whenever the laws change. Um, now, you're probably thinking we're not that special. And at this point in time, we really aren't. But what does make us special <laughs> is the fact that uh, we partner up with web agencies. We give them a free set of our policies in the hopes they like our product. Um, because if they do, um, we hope that they refer us to their clients when their clients ask them what they should do for a privacy policy for their own website. Um, so yeah, we're completely free for our web agencies, uh, free forever. You get your policy. Um, yeah. And if you like it, we have a reseller program and a referral program. Um, a little bit about my background. I was a web agency owner for seven years. I ran a 12 person web agency out of downtown Chicago. Um, I sold it at the beginning of 2019, um, to go full-time termageddon. Um, and yeah, and I'm, I work for my uh, fiance who's going to introduce herself now. She's the president. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm Donata. I'm the data privacy and technology attorney. Um, I'm a certified information privacy professional, uh, certified by the International Association of Privacy Professionals. Um, and I'm the one who wrote all the policy questions, all the policy text. I'm the one who keeps up to date with all the privacy laws. Um, and, and all of that, um, I think from a more, 
fun perspective. Uh, we're both beekeepers, um, which is a really, really nice hobby. Definitely recommend it. Uh, we also have chickens and obviously dogs and cats and, and all of that. So nice. we do quite a bit of fun stuff too. We've never shared this on a podcast, but you also are uh, quite the expert in submarine knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of my favorite topics. Wait, like what? Ever. Submarines. I don't okay. know why, but I love submarines. I read like every single book about it. And wow. yeah, if anybody has any good submarine book recommendations, let me know. <laughs> this is we're talking we're talking deep though. Like you know, don't go with a DOS boot or anything. Yeah, like, those, she's read them yeah, all. Like, was that a so really much. good pun that we're going deep with submarines? Oh <laughs> <laughs> man, I'm so this is totally off topic, but I'm so scared of submarines i just can't imagine anything worse than being that far underwater and something going wrong right it sounds absolutely horrible it's kind of i don't know my fascination with it is kind of i'm scared of it but then it also seems really cool like the technology behind it seems really yeah, cool totally. and like the people who do it i mean i don't know like i don't i don't have that kind of fearlessness no, really, you know? yeah, it's a different but, level of badass yeah for real. <laughs> totally <laughs> she tells me it's unbelievable yeah. some of these stories oh i bet <laughs> man okay so for the for the benefit of our listeners uh <laughs> let's uh jump back into privacy policies so yeah i mean I, I love how well you sold it there by the way you were just like we're not special but um <laughs> I, was like, I, I was gonna say you're not a salesman but then the rest of rest of what you do sounds awesome right like um privacy policies are something that clients always ask for. Like, I mean, even we don't even do that many websites anymore. We're mostly doing like software development kind of stuff. And even those clients are asking us for privacy policies in like their mobile apps and that kind of thing. And, um, you know, we always pretty much have to say, that's not what we do. Go away. Uh, <laughs> not really, but you know, and try and organize someone to handle it. And I think what you guys are doing is awesome because then, you know, if I, if I have that need, I can literally just go, Hey, look, go and talk to these guys. Um, they're going to sort it out for you. And well, I mean, I assume there's some kind of partnership agreement in place. Like how do you guys operate? Yeah. So, um, an agency goes to termagaden.com slash agency dash partners. Um, at the bottom, there's a little form to fill out. Uh, when they fill out that form, that gives us the ability to review them, make sure they're a legitimate agency. At which point in time, we flip a switch in the Termagun dashboard. And we like to joke that this backdrop, for any of the uh, visual uh, listeners watching watching us, actually, <laughs> we always say that this thing, our backdrop is what powers Termageddon. Uh, it's <laughs> not, but we like to joke. Um, but yeah, uh, we flip a switch in the app dashboard, giving the agency admin or giving the agency agency access. Um, that means they get a free license and then they can go ahead and po uh, generate the policies themselves uh, for their own agency. Uh, when they go through the questionnaire, once they finish it, um, they get an embed code. And that embed code is what gets pasted onto the privacy policy page, onto the terms and conditions page, and so forth. And you hyperlink those pages within your footer. Um, that's what, uh, that embed code is what allows us to control that copy yeah. and push updates to it automatically whenever the laws change. Yeah, um, and that's what I was going to ask. <laughs> Yep. And then agencies right through the dashboard can buy licenses one at a time at wholesale rates. Um, and they can offer to their clients at retail rates. Um, for companies that are more like software development um, and, and maybe more bigger scale projects, and you kind of like have like a maintenance relationship ongoing afterwards, but 
um, don't want to really oversee the policy side of things, um, we have a promo code that you'll uh, be custom. We'll have. Uh, excuse me, we'll customize and give to you. Um, mm. So you can give the client a promo code that gives them a discount and also uh, registers and allows us to pay you uh, recurring commissions for the lifetime of the referral. Yeah. And it's one of those things too, where, you know, people don't even really need to talk to us to do it. Um, so obviously we do take a lot of clients through the sign up process and help them, you know, answer any questions that they have. But it's it's a software platform, so if you really wanted to, you could just sign up and answer all the questions yourself, um, and then generate it yourself without ever having to like really talk to anybody, which is kind of nice. So a couple of things I see like uh, that I know. I imagine you get pushback on this already, and I always like to think about like objections, right? I mean, it's like a it's sales one hundred and one, right? So yeah. obviously, a lot of people in this space are doing stuff like using generators or um, I guess the, the two main things I'm thinking one is like, why shouldn't I use a free generator, which, and I know is going to be a very easy answer. <laughs> and the second one is like, um, like I guess the personalization to the business. Cause like there are each business does have like little different needs sometimes. So like, how do you guys deal with both of those? Yeah. Sure. Um, so I guess we'll tackle the first one first is mm. why don't you just use a free generator? And that's something that I play around with a lot actually is, you know, sometimes I'll just have half an hour. I'm like, okay, I'm going to generate a privacy policy with a free generator and see what happens. And by the end of it, the, you know, the, the payment page ends up saying $210 <laughs> uh, because they charge extra for each protection. Like, do you want your privacy policy to display on mobile? Like, yeah, I would. Okay, extra $20. Do you want GDPR compliance? Sure, extra $50 or something like that. Um, and that's what happens a lot with free generators is that they're actually not free. Is that like stuff um, like LegalZoom and all of those? Is yeah. that? Yeah. <laughs> they, they charge, they're more, LegalZoom's a little bit more honest with their pricing, right? Oh, the okay. I, I would, yeah, I'd give them that credibility for sure. Yeah. Okay. yeah, and then, you know, once you do generate a, a free one, um, you know, you end up getting the text, but then you're kind of on your own. So yeah. there's a lot of privacy laws that are changing right now, mm. um, and those free ones don't update you when the laws change. Of course, uh, Which yeah. is unfortunate because then you're the one who's responsible for keeping track of all this. And if you have an actual business, you really don't want to spend your time tracking privacy laws because it's it's a pain. Mm. Um, you know, so that's that's the issue with free generators that I see a lot. Or they're written by somebody who doesn't necessarily include everything you should include. Yeah, uh, which is also unfortunate. I'll give my two cents too. Um, I think Denad did a really good job at explaining. Um, you know, free typically isn't free. Yeah. Um, and I'm I'm a big I'm a big fan in you know with the statement just in life, you get what you pay for. Mm. Um, you know, uh, what's happening in the data privacy world, um, and let's take America specifically for the sake of this example, is um, GDPR. Um, that was a, a law out, one set of rules um, that businesses had to comply with um, to, you know, take data from European citizens. One set of rules, all of Europe. Pretty sweet, actually, because when you look at America, uh, about a dozen states, we don't have a federal law, about a dozen states are implementing their own set of privacy laws. Each You're one kidding. unique. Yeah, California, for example, yeah. it, they, it's very GDPR-esque, but they have little differences. Like for one, you have to have a toll-free number. 
a toll-free phone number uh, to get com- uh, to be compliant to avoid seventy-five hundred dollars per website visitor uh, violation. Um, wow. And then uh, Nevada's uh, Nevada's law is five thousand dollars per infringement. And then there's about ten other states that have their own privacy laws. Well, the problem with this is that business owners they have websites that can be accessed by any of these people. And many businesses nowadays do business across state lines. And those businesses are to uh, remain compliant. They have to stay up to date with all these different privacy laws. And that's the joke. And, and I'll sit here and say, like, I think it's a joke um, that small business owners have to do it. That's why yeah. we have term again. It's a lot cheaper <laughs> of an option than putting an attorney on payroll. Um, oh, but um, wow, that is so nuts. Talk- yeah. So when talking about free, I would question, um, I think they take advantage of the fact that people don't understand what's happening with data privacy and that they're going to get their free policy and it's going to be static. Oh, I got it. It's free. Sweet. I'm going to paste it on there and never think again about this. And that's really unfortunate. I feel bad for those people because they just got taken for a ride. Um, who knows what they did with the data you just submitted to them because no one builds something for free just to do it. Mm. Um, someone somewhere is getting something, um, even if it's just credibility. Uh, but second to that, I would be, I would be uh, floored uh, to hear that a free generator also is going to remain compliant when these laws change and invest tons of time into keeping it up to date. Well, I mean, just what you've said there, like with the, all the different states, like I'm immediately like, oh, okay, like that just throws out every free generator I've ever seen. Um, I did not realize that's what was going on in the States. Uh, That is crazy. Uh, Your state level laws continually blow my mind. Like we have, we have problems between like laws between States and Australia as well. You know, we're not, you know, we're not as good as uh, many countries in Europe like that. Um, But man, America is like, it's like night and day from state to state. (laughs) We feel like we're taking crazy pills too because yeah. like, I mean, it's, it's not just us making this up. Like yeah. everyone in the International Association of Privacy Professionals, IAPP.org, everyone's like, what is going on? How is not everyone talking about this? Like GDPR right. got so much attention. I wonder if that like burnt out American businesses. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's tons of businesses that do know about it, mm. but there's a lot of biz- small business owners, especially that have no idea about this stuff. And yeah. there will be the ones that get clipped off and blindsided. Some of these privacy laws are out to um, impose private right of action, meaning that their citizens can sue businesses anywhere in the U S for not complying with these oh, laws. Oh, that's brutal. Nuts. It's right. like, and like, Let's say I generate a free privacy policy today, October 1st, the new Nevada law is effective, and October 1st, that free privacy policy is useless. Is out of date. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. Man, this, is, this sounds like a bigger swear word than GDPR, except there's no one word that I can use as the swear word. GDPR was the worst. Um, <laughs> I mean, it was... Like, I know it's totally positive and it's for protection. I mean, mostly from douchebag companies like uh, Google and Facebook and stuff. Um, and it was kind of brutal for small businesses. But I understand why it's there. Um, for us, it was just like especially awful because of um, a content snare is a data processor because we, we're collecting like people use content snare to collect their clients' data. So we had to, you know, update pretty heavily all our terms and conditions and privacy policy and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So how do you, like, do you guys have any provisions for sort of differences? Like obviously content snare would be a total like way out. There's so many different things we need to consider in our privacy policies. Um, But like, let's say e-commerce, right? Like e-commerce sites, 
collect different information than like a standard contact form brochure website. So yeah, how do you guys handle that kind of thing? Yeah, go ahead. So the questionnaires will ask you questions on what specifically your site does. So it'll ask you like, what information do you collect? What do you do with that information? Who do you share it with? And then it'll also ask you like, can users process payments on your site? Do you use a third-party payment processor? What information is collected um, to be able to make a payment? Um, so the questionnaires actually capture everything pretty well of exactly what you do. And then your answers will go into the policy text and it'll generate different text based on you know, what exactly you do on your website or your app. Um, so that's how we customize them for each business. And I think that actually answers your second question, which is, you know, how do you do it? Uh, mm. Our questionnaire um, defines what policy actually gets produced. Um, and that's what allows us to push updates automatically or push updates with a request for additional information uh, whenever these new laws get introduced. And that's awesome. So can people come in and change their questionnaire settings? Yep. Yeah, and it automatically updates. Yeah, they can go back at any time. So like, let's say you never had payment processing and now you do. Uh, you can go back and change your answers and it'll regenerate with updated text. That's awesome. Like I, so I'm not going to lie. Like normally when I have people on, I sort of try to, on the podcast, I mean, come from like a skeptic point of view because I know other people listening will be the same. And I want to be like, I guess like raise those objections and now I'm totally sold. So like well, that, let me, <laughs> let me be the objection. I'll actually tell you bad things about term. I got in. So we, Oh, so go ahead. No, I was just going to say, yeah, that's a good, that's a really good thing. Like who, who shouldn't use it? Yeah. Um, so yeah. companies that um, require HIPAA compliance, um, HIPAA is a big thing in the United States um, where, um, you know, companies need to, uh, uh, whenever you're collecting stuff like patient history. Yeah, I was going to say that's medical stuff, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah, so people in the medical field, we cover most like doctor-physician websites, um, but for the ones that ask social for social security numbers, um, they would require HIPAA compliance. We don't provide those. We don't provide policies to fit those, um, although we can provide referrals to, to attorneys, no problem. Um, and then um, we don't build webs or we don't provide policies to websites that are targeting children under the ages of 13. Um, so that's yeah, the other because that runs into COPA compliance, um, which is the children's privacy law in the U.S. And that requires a lot of additional disclosures. Um, and we just don't want to do that right now. It would have made the mm. questionnaire significantly longer too, and the policy significantly longer. Um, so we decided not to go that route for now. Yeah, yeah, and totally understandable. Because I mean, we we actually were approached by someone to build a an app in the medical space, like a web app sort of software platform in the yeah for medical stuff. And we were looking at, I guess I don't know how different it is, but like the audit requirements around <laughs> medical records and patient records in Australia. And we were just like, there's like forty grand worth of just audits and stuff there so yeah. we can't even begin to build an app <laughs> you know, like it's crazy when i was running my agency i came across the same thing i i looked at a hipaa related project and i'm sitting there being like okay so to get this deal we have to understand hipaa okay what's yeah. it gonna take to get that you know the <laughs> entrepreneurial side of me is like let's let's figure this out you know 
And then I realized, I'm like, okay, well, there's agencies that are specialized in HIPAA-compliant web design, HIPAA-compliant software development. I'm never going to beat them. Mm. They, I, they're, they're always going to beat me on the quotes. So mm. I'm just going to let the experts be experts. And that's yeah. why I decided, yeah. even as an agency owner, focus my time elsewhere. Um, yeah. It's a big deal. You know, I, I say if you're HIPAA-compliant, just focus on that. If you're yeah. not, don't you know, head to yeah, bigger waters. Yeah, refer and get 10%. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. There's a little niche for, for or a niche uh, for people listening if they haven't figured out their uh, specialization yet. HIPAA compliant go. websites. If you want to go down that rabbit hole, <laughs> you want to lose more hair than me. So. <laughs> Don't recommend it. But. <laughs> oh man. So, I mean, is there anything else we need to cover? I feel like that's. Uh, I mean, you've already sold me. So, um, but like, what is there any other like dangers? I guess where people navigate this kind of thing. Yeah, I, I would love to just give agency owners some insights, stuff that I didn't realize six months ago that now just make complete sense to me. Like, mm. and I'm going to try to bring it into like layman's terms. Um, when should you suggest a privacy policy to a client? Actually, I was just it's thinking that, like, how do I sell them? Yeah. <laughs> nice. There you go. Yeah. So um, it's actually really straightforward. Uh, whenever you're building a contact form for a client, you're helping that client collect what's called personally identifiable information, mm -hmm. PII, name, email, phone number. Those are three examples of PII, and that's when you have a wonderful opportunity to tell your client, hey, I'm building this contact form for you. What you're going to be doing is collecting personally identifiable information. I'm going to, as a professional, I'm going to suggest you get a privacy policy. Oh, what should I do? Should I call an attorney? What? Well, I hope you suggest Termageddon, but <laughs> I would say... Even before that, like just as, as help for an agency owner, just know that's the time you're helping a business collect PII. And as a professional agency, that's the time to discuss this is why it's important. Um, so think whenever you're building a form, your base, you're, I, mm -hmm. it's almost guaranteed you're going to be collecting PII um, unless you're not asking for a name. Email oh, absolutely. Yeah. What about um, cookies and stuff? Is that because I know that was a big deal with GDPR. Is that the same with the American yeah. stuff? Not yet uh, with America, but it is a big deal in, in Europe, of course. Yeah, yeah. it's going to become a bigger deal with the California Consumer Privacy Act, uh, which goes into effect January 1st. Um, so depending on if that applies to you or not, that's going to become a bigger issue for you. Um, in terms of cookie consent, though, I would say if I can give one tip is please stop cookie paywalls uh, where you have to agree to cookies to visit a website. Uh, Dutch uh, Data Protection Authority, um, they actually came out with a decision saying that that's against GDPR um, and you can get fined for that. Um, so please stop doing that because sometimes I want to read people's websites and then I can't. <laughs> Does that oh, make this, sense? They actually shut down access to the sites, man. Yeah. They, they had yeah, the pop-up yeah. saying you have to agree before you proceed forward. Yeah. Um, that's, that's, not, not, that's not compliant. Yeah, that's not consent <laughs> by any shape or form. Wow. So, and I'll, I'll add my, my, my suggestion as well, um, is that I think web agency owners need to realize that cookies, uh, tracking cookies are like a add on from here on out. They're not default. You don't, you don't just add these co tracking cookies on by default. You now think to yourself, okay, we're going to implement this tracking cookie. We don't have a right until someone says, I agree. A lot of these cookie pop-ups we're seeing just say I accept and they don't give the offer to say yeah. do not track me that's like so fundamentally wrong with GDPR you have to offer someone to opt in or to uh, opt into receiving cookies they they by default should be able to say no don't track and me. does it have to be a banner is that sorry maybe I messed up here uh-oh 
Hold on, I messed yeah, up. Yeah, so, okay, it's kind of a complicated issue, yeah. and a lot of it has to do with the e-privacy regulation and not necessarily GDPR, but you can automatically collect cookies for cookies that are absolutely essential to the operation of the site. However, for the cookies that are not absolutely essential for the operation of the site, you have to get consent. And, for example, like... Google Analytics is not essential to the working of the site. Hi, Kitty. Um, <laughs> this is brilliant for people listening. That's just a cat walking past the microphone <laughs> and like hitting people in the head with its tail. And <laughs> <laughs> this is brilliant. But you, um, know, you had to consider like what cookies are really essential and what cookies are not, you know, mm-hmm. and, and make a conscious choice there. Don't just say, I'm going to collect everything that I can. Does this have to be on a banner the first time you visit a site? Because this, like, I think this is one of the, the worst things to happen to the internet in a long time. Like, I feel like we're going back to the days of animated GIFs on, like, uh, everywhere. And, like, iFra- um, not even iframes, frames, HTML frames. Because, like, every site, I'm like, freaking banners showing up that I'm just going to hit okay to. Like, it's, it, to me, this is just so stupid. And, like, is this stuff even necessary? So what you're experiencing is called notification fatigue. Yeah. Um, and, and a lot of people feel that way where it's just, oh my God, I'm so sick of seeing these. I'm just going to click agree and whatever. I don't want to see these anymore. Mm. The issue with it all is that you have to get consent before you can um, collect those cookies. So if you want to have non-essential cookies enabled, you have to get consent. Now, how you actually get consent is up to you, but... You know, I, I guess it's more of a technical question of how could you get consent for something like that without it being annoying to people? Mm. And I don't know the answer for that. I think the answer for that more would be um, design. design or uh, a u- user experience professional, maybe. Um, I'm sure that there's there can be different ideas of how to do it or maybe just disable non-essential cookies. I don't know. So, yeah. And just to reiterate it. So we that pop up isn't actually necessary. What's necessary is you don't implement non-essential cookies, aka like tracking cookies. Mm. Can't implement that in without them agreeing to it. The reason why people are putting up these pop-ups right when someone right when you land on the website is because one, no one knows about this stuff. No one's mm-hmm. talking about it enough. Everyone wants to just pretend it doesn't exist because we all have the attention spans of hummingbirds at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, the fact is is that Donato said you don't actually have to have that pop-up. That's just if you want to get those cookies implemented the moment they get to your website. Right. Um, because if they're on your website and you don't have that pop up, you better not have any non-essential cookies tracking them. Something interesting you said, where with the like, I've not even experienced the the cookie blocking thing. Like, if they say no, then you can't access the site. How? Like, part of me, like, do you know the? Have you heard the quote that's like, you know, if you're not paying for something, then you are the product. You know, with Facebook, yeah. right? Like, that's the entire yeah. thing. So, like, if someone's business relies on like advertising for example like adsense is full of cookies uh does that mean like they can't like people are accessing something for free and not and then like i don't know to me like i would have assumed that in that case like the blocking would be okay obviously it isn't but like i'd be very much like if that was me I'd, i i would have been gone like i want to block these people because like that's literally our business how, like, how does, what are your thoughts on that? Well, you know, the Information Commissioner's Office, which is Data Protection Authority in the UK, um, said, you know, that's all good and great, but go after yourself. You have to get consent. 
Um, and you know, I get it from a business perspective too. Like you do want to make sure that you're capturing leads. You do want to make sure that you're making money. You do want to make sure that you're, you're doing all the things that you're supposed to do. But there have been some arguments saying that when people's privacy rights are honored, you actually get better leads. So for example, if I go onto a site and I purchase something and I don't consent to getting email newsletters, nobody even asks me, and then they send me an email newsletter, it's more likely that I won't read it than if I actually, you know, specifically opted in and said, yes, I do want that email newsletter. So I think there's a way to do it where you protect, um, you know, people's privacy, but then also, you know, you do your business and you make money and you offer products and services. And I think there is a way to make it so that those products or services are more likely to be bought because you did obtain proper consent. People knew exactly what you were doing with their information and stuff like that. So I, I think that's something that I, should be remembered. I totally get that when we're talking about like emails and and like, yeah, like that, that's just straight up spam. If it, Like if you're sending people emails that they didn't ask for. I'm more thinking about the tracking cookie side of things, right? Like obviously Google AdSense was just, that was just the first thing that came to mind because there are businesses that literally make their money from advertising, right? Um, but then like Google Analytics, for example, like that's how you make important business decisions. And if you put up a thing that says you must opt into analytics, no one's going to do it. Like that's, and I guess, yeah, like how do, I don't know, that, that's like a serious business affecting thing like what do you do they're gonna have they're gonna have their challenges i mean let's just say they're not going to be signing up for termageddon anytime soon (laughs) you know those big boys who have these uh, where their entire dna is in uh the collection of pii and the the sharing of pii they have their work cut out for them Hmm. um but um you know I, i look i like to look at it like this um i think you know five years ago we thought of SSL certificates is like a nice add-on. All right, mm. you know, I'll get an SSL and feel a little bit better about myself. It's nice and green HTTPS. Yeah. And now my website's secure. I feel great. Um, well, now we look at HTTPS as like, how could you have a website this day and age and not right. be secure? Yeah. We look back at that time thinking how crazy it is. I think about that a lot when I think about data privacy and like where we're at today, which is kind of confusing, kind of like, how does this all work? Five years from now, we're going to look back at this time and be like, dude, remember when like people used to take data and just do whatever they wanted with it? Mm -hmm. Like that's going to be what happens five years from now. It's like everyone's going to have it all planned out. There's going to be the, hopefully Termageddon's a billion dollar company by then or someone (laughs) else's. You know, they made it all easy for you to, you know, uh, make sure you properly disclose this and handle the data pr- appropriately. Um, and, and and then we'll look back at these times and be like, wow, I can't believe. Yeah. And stuff. look, I'm totally for the like treating data well. But I guess like part of me, like with analytics is, is the one I'm thinking, right? Like analytics is going to help businesses create better information and better content for people. Right. So if you are denied access to that, like it's actually going to degrade the quality of the internet. Like this is all might be extreme, but like if no one knows what content people want to read, for example, then how do you know what content to create, you know? And it's like, do we just spam out crap and hopefully it hits, you know, like, cause I'm thinking about content marketers at this point being like, let's say no one accepts analytics and and so now you have no data about what content's working like that's not good 
That's not good. No, and I like how extreme you're taking it. Um, I think it's a good brain. It's a good exercise. Um, I, ser- I mean, what what do laws do? They slow down businesses. They shut down businesses. Sometimes, you know, there's a whole dialogue on should laws exist within capitalism, which I, I would certainly <laughs> oh, be open no. to having a whiskey and discuss it further. Um, no. But you know, um, uh, <laughs> I want to so bad. But, but, <laughs> no, no, go, no, go there. No, no, no. Um, so. <laughs> I think what I think when it comes down to it, there will be people that would be willing to give it because I think the right wording is smart saying, Hey, for us to give you the best experience possible, it really helps us out when you click yes to letting us track your analytics because this just tells us what to do in general. We don't share your data. We, we don't even get your IP from, from Google analytics anymore. We just need to see the traffic that's being performed. And like, I think copy and use and design is going to be what wins it back over. Mm. Um, yes, these laws are out to protect human beings. I will stay by that forever. Human beings are greater than companies. Like we as human beings have the right to have our stuff re- removed from companies just taking. Yeah. Um, that being said, I believe it's, co- I think, I think it's content. I think it's storytelling. I think it's design. It's that which will make this, um, uh, allow users to feel comfortable saying, yes, take this because I want to come back to the site and see the stuff that I want to see. Um, I don't think, I don't think we're ever going to get to the place where absolutely everyone on earth is clicking no to tracking. Uh, you know what I mean? It will yeah. be someone and that's going to be the story that people use. So it will be debt less data. I don't think it'll be like way, way less data. Yeah. That's, that's interesting yeah. having it weaved into design. I'm, I'm trying to like visualize how that might work, but um, I'm coming up blank Privacy right now. Yeah. By design is a whole another beast, yeah. but I, I do think that we're at this point right now um, where a lot of legislator legislators are creating new rules, creating new laws and a lot of them are interested in the opinions of industry professionals. Mm. Um, and there's a lot of calls for industry professionals and consumers to come in and speak to legislators about what they think would be the best route to go here. Um, and I, I think that if people do have opinions about this, they should express them, um, you know, and they should speak to their legislature about it and say, OK, as an industry professional, I think this would be an issue. And this is why, um, you know, and, and there's a lot of willingness from privacy advocates and, and groups and all of those people to work together to come up with something that works for both consumers and for the industry. Dude, this podcast got so deep. <laughs> like, we're just like, hey, everyone, make a little bit more recurring revenue. Now we're talking about like capitalism structures and like speaking to the government. Like, yeah, we started with, okay, I have no ranting. more questions to ask you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, now we'll just go into like rant mode. That's what I, that's what I'm kind of feeling. Like, I'm just like trying to imagine making decisions without analytics, and it's making me mad. <laughs> it's like it's not even identifiable information, right? Like, anyway. Um, yeah, the analytics will always be there, but yes, we do. Like as business owners, like we have a new hurdle to yeah. get over. Yes, yeah, um, we really do. That that's that's no doubt about it. But don't blame Termageddon. Blame everyone else. Oh yeah, <laughs> well, we're here to make money while doing it <laughs> well but this is the thing right and like termageddon is helping us through this inevitable stuff like we we can't like i can sit here and rant about why this sucks uh like the analytics thing sucks for example <laughs> but um it doesn't stop the fact that i need that and my clients need that and you guys make it much freaking easier for me to get that stuff done like that's that's not in question you know that's great that's our hope yeah yeah <laughs> Awesome. Guys, well, 
thanks for uh joining there's like like <laughs> this was a great chat and i love that i got to rant uh and <laughs> see your cat and <laughs> <laughs> is there anything you guys want to close with um you know, I think five years from now, I'll, I'll just reiterate that. I think five years from now, we're going to realize, you know what? Being a human being is more important than being a company. Like um, when it comes to government regulation, like I, I'm happy to hear that human beings have a right to um, say, yeah, delete my data. And I know there's a lot of uh, uh, people who are, you know, who would disagree with that statement. And uh, I guess that's my closing statement. I like whiskey, <laughs> bourbon, and I'm open to a dialogue anytime. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, I think uh, mm-hmm. from my end, you know, a lot of agencies are like, look, I'm nervous about talking to my clients about this. Like, I know who needs a privacy policy and kind of know why, but I'm not comfortable having like an in-depth conversation with them about it. And I just wanted to let everybody know that we're available to have those conversations with your clients if you want us to. Um, and we can answer any questions that they might have. We can take them through the process. Um, you know, especially if they're, they have issues with like logging into emails and stuff like that. We can <laughs> always help them. Um, you know, and nobody ever wants to talk to me about privacy, but if anybody ever does want to talk about <laughs> privacy or submarines, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, okay. So where can people go to find out more and to, uh, to sign up? Obviously we'll link everything, uh, you guys say up in the show notes. Yep. Uh, go ahead and go to termageddon.com slash agency dash partners. Um, that's going to bring you to our agency partners page where you can apply to become an agency partner where we'll give you a free license forever, um, as well as access to wholesale rates, as well as a promo code and affiliate link. Yeah. And you can follow us, Twitter, Facebook, oh, yeah. Instagram, LinkedIn. It's just at Termageddon. Yeah. If you want to look really smart in data privacy, but do none of the work, literally just follow us and retweet us every time we say something smart. So. <laughs> Which I'm sure is all the time. Uh, for her, it is. For me, not so much. <laughs> Brilliant. Separate accounts for that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, all of this will be linked up at agencyhighway.com slash 6565. Uh, all the links to the agency partners uh, and the social media accounts. So Hans and Donata, thank you so much. Thank you for for having us. us. Bye guys. Bye. Bye. Discover how to grow your agency, earn more and work less at agencyhighway.com. Head over there to get resources from this episode and full transcripts. See you next time. This episode was brought to you by Content Snare. If you're a digital agency or just need to get content or info from your clients, Content Snare can help you collect it on time and without enormous email trails. Give it a try at contentsnare.com.